Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Today, I'm joined by the voice of the Washington football team, Bram Weinstein, as we discuss what happened in Washington's 27-17 loss in Philadelphia. We tried to take the bigger picture. Was it just about COVID? What we heard from players after the game and the coaches after the game, Ron Rivera. Um, do we agree with John Allen that the D-line got its ass kicked? And what did we both think of Garrett Gilbert? You can follow Bram on Twitter at RealBramW, and you can read my work on ESPN.com. I have a story up now about this game, their effort, what players said about it, and the matter-of-fact approach they took. I think they overlooked the COVID end and simply said they got their butts kicked. I'll be writing about Garrett Gilbert for Thursday. Not much more for me to say right now. It was a good effort, but now Washington almost definitely needs to win its last three games or else the playoffs are shot. So in essence, these last three weeks are all playoff games. And it's hard to believe that that they may have enough left to make such a run. Got to get a lot of guys back. And before you can really write them off, you have to know, well, who's actually going to be back? Could you see them beating Dallas? Yeah, sure. Could they beat Philly? Yeah, sure. Beat the Giants, of course. But can they do all three? And, you know, that's the tough part. But then again, I did not see that four-game win streak coming earlier either. Anyway, Bram and I will discuss all this. So here's my conversation with the voice of the Washington football team, Bram Weinstein, as he drives back from Philadelphia. It's Christmas week and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, has a gift that certainly will put you in the holiday spirit. New customers can bet just $5 on any NBA team and win 150 in free bets if they're victorious. It's a great way to put some extra jingle into your pocket. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, your Christmas can still be merry. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code KIME, bet just $5 on any NBA team, and win $150 in free bets if they're victorious. That's promo code KIME this Christmas week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Bram, I don't even know where to begin with this one because... The outcome was kind of what we expected. But I think, to be honest, what kind of jumped out to me after the game was the approach taken by Rivera and the players. Nobody sat there and talked about like, oh, we had all these guys out. We couldn't play. We couldn't do this. We couldn't do that. It was, you know, John Allen, we got our ass kicked. Rivera, we had opportunities. We need to capitalize on them. What was your takeaway from, I don't know if you heard, how much you heard of that, but what was your takeaway from that and then from the game in general? I mean, I saw a couple of the quotes from John Allen, and they kind of fall in line with, I think, the way that they handled the whole thing throughout the week plus. Um, you know, when I had a chance to talk to Ron Rivera leading into it, there was no woe is us, woe is me. Oh. I found it really interesting, you know, how to the degree that the Eagles media and players were complaining about what happened and the truly inconvenienced team is the one that's missing half of its roster Correct. and they're not out there crying about what's going on. And, you know, Oh, by the way, they happen to be, I don't know, not practicing on Wednesday for a game in Dallas on Sunday. 
So right. it's not like they caught some kind of break here. In fact, it, you know, the, the outcome here felt like I'm not surprised they lost. Like, what, what did you think was once neither one of the quarterbacks were back? Like, what, what did you think was going to happen? Right. And, you know, and yeah, they got a couple of guys back. And the second sheriff went out, I'm like, the center of the line is a liability now. Like, it was going to take some real breaks for them to win. But I do, I'm, I think what you're getting at is the way I feel about it, too. I appreciate that this is not an excuse business and they had right. no excuses, even though they had a massive one that was sitting right in front of them. And so I appreciated that about the way they went into it. I appreciate that's what they're saying coming out of it, even if they lost. I think that's a long-term view too, because if you want to contend for things, you don't put excuses. You can't put excuses out there. And if you put guys out there, you have to expect them to win. The only way you can, do that is by establishing that kind of a tone. So that's why I really like, you know, while the game was what it was. And like I said, that to me was going to, that's what was going to happen. You know, the, the dominance and the stats by the Eagles is what you expected given who was there and who wasn't there and what was happening. But yeah. I really liked the mindset and the approach that these guys took. And you get, again, it was John Allen, it was Terry McCorn, it was all those guys, but it starts and it does start with Rivera. And, and if you take that approach, I think in the end, down the road, that pays off. I'd like to think so. I appreciated the mindset they had about it going in. Um, I appreciate their mindset coming out, you know, to sit there and go, we got our butts kicked and, and everyone else on earth is going, you have the biggest excuse on earth. Um, this has been a really, really, really unusual time and a really, really, really unusual week. And I, I'm with you. I think just for a long view, I think that I appreciate this. Um, I think once we knew who the quarterback was going to be and who else was not coming back, I think we all knew what the outcome was likely to be. And so, you know, to come off of it and not sit there and complain about it or say something about it that really there's nothing anyone can do about it, then I, I think that this is the right way to go mentally. And I agree with you. I think it's a long-term vision about we're, we're not going to make excuses for how we perform, right. regardless and, of what the circumstances are. Right. And I, and I think, you know, that's why I like I, – they put Jonathan Allen up there for a reason to talk to the media after the game, and it's because he, that's, that's the tone he would set with it. And you put McLaurin out there because that's how he is as well. But, again, I think that starts from the top. What do you think – because now, listen, this team's in a position where they're going to have to almost assuredly win three in a row to make the playoffs. Yeah. What do they have? I mean, and this is a short week now going to Dallas. And, and what do they have left for that, do you think? Well, you got to tell me first who's going to be playing. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's number one, which as we sit here right now, you know, there's no guarantee that these guys come off this list. So, you know, I'd like to think that that's going to happen, but until it does, you know, it's kind of hard to answer that question. And, you know, let's just assume that they are going to get some of these guys back. Um, well, and they're going to get like, at least one on of the, the timing, back. Based on the yeah. timing, they'll have a quarterback back. Um, I think like Fuller, I believe, has a chance. And I think Cam Curl has a shot too. And, and, and Sheriff, they all have a shot. Yeah. I mean, you know, like they should be getting some of these guys back. And I think that's the first thing, you know, first and foremost, secondarily, like they played terrible, like on defense, on offense, specifically in the first half against them. Is it going to be as bad? And yet they were in a one score game with them anyway. So 
again, I'd like to think that, you know, there's a lot of pride that's going to come into play here. Um, I think they're going to be very competitive with them. The way Dallas is going right now, that is certainly, you know, it feels like a very difficult matchup for them, but I'm not putting anything past these guys if they get their team back. And that's the most important thing. How many of the people are going to be available to them? Are they now not going to go through, you know, the situations that they've had, you know, this week again, because there's no guarantee. We don't know. There's no guarantee that there's going to be other people or other problems. This could happen to Dallas too, or anybody else down the road here. But I would like to think, I would like to think that like, they're going to be very competitive because that's what we get out of them. As we go back to the whole, I appreciate their mindset. I appreciate they're not saying, woe is me. I appreciate they're not going like, well, what are we supposed to do? You know, like we have, this, right. I think they're going to show up and play, you know, are they at a disadvantage again? Yeah. Like significantly, you know, significantly. Like they just put JD McKissick on IR. Right. Morgan Thomas is on IR. They're missing all of these people. They're on a fourth center. Like there's only so much this team could take. And I think you'll get an effort out of them. And hopefully that'll be enough to somehow get a result to keep the season alive. And I think, I think when you have, again, mindset and approach to me is what you build on for an organization. And if you get that, if you show that in the next couple of weeks where you're not, where if they can win a few of these games. And even if you fall short, like no, nobody listening to this wants to, is, is there people are going to be tired of not moral victories, but you know, yeah. just not missing out. Nobody wants to I miss agree. out. I get that. I get that. Yeah. But I do think you have to build on something. And I yeah. think that's like, if you compete, you win a couple of these games, you go down there and beat Dallas, you know, that'd be a really good win. <laughs> that'd be a really good win for these guys. But I think it shows something and it shows a resolve that you can build on that you at least have the right mindset and guys in the building. I got to tell you, I, I loved these guys in a matchup with Philadelphia if they have their team. I loved them. Oh, my God, yes. Game. Loved Absolutely. them. Absolutely. Like, Me too. And, you know, they get their team back. I don't think it's out of the realm that they beat them, you know, in whatever it is, you know, 10 days from now when they come down and play them again. It's just, you know, the timing of this was really, really poor. And they're not going to say it, which I appreciate about them. But it's true. Like, they had a quarterback who had no business playing in this game tonight, you know. And they were missing a good portion of their offensive line. And we weren't really – they had a couple guys come off the list that were inactive tonight. So, I don't know what that's about. Like, there's there was just a lot there that was working against them. And it's unfortunate. And I will go back to, though, something that I said early in the year that we agreed on. I know. Because they dug the hole so deep, it's hard to get out of it. And when a week like this occurs, had they won that New Orleans game, had they won the Denver game, had they won the New Orleans game, you know, had they, I don't know, like, I'm not going to say they should have won the Green Bay game. They were right there. But like, had they won either one of those other two games, this one wouldn't feel as devastating as it does right now. And that's the problem. No margin for error. And then... The COVID gods really worked against them in a critical moment. And while I don't blame them for this, you know, I do, you know, and I think that they should understand this moving forward. It was their mistakes early in the season that put them in the position where losing tonight was such a big deal. Oh, and I agree. It's unfortunate because I don't blame them for losing tonight. There was no way they were going to win, right. you know, without crazy circumstances going their way. Well, and I think that goes back to, and that's why, to me, the Denver game is the one that sticks up the most because it was a kicking game, and you had two kicks blocked in that game, and I just, I never liked the move of cutting Hopkins for 
Chris blew it. If they had cut him for Joey Sly, I'd have understood. And that, you know, that move to me cost them that Broncos game in a large way because, you, you know, block kicks, you could have been going down for a, a go-ahead field goal or winning field goal at the end there. But, you know, you're right. I agree with you. Like that, those games cost them. You know, the other thing too, you look at this game and in that last touchdown drive by the Eagles, you looked at who were who was out on the field at defensive back. Bobby McCain was the only starter on the field. Then it was like Corn Elder. Um, That's right. Daryl Roberts. And it was, and I like Jeremy Reeves, but he was playing for Cam Curl. Cam Curl was a tremendous loss in that game when you look at what Dallas Goddard did. But on that drive, like on the, the screen pass to Rager, four of the five defensive backs in the game were not starters. And on the on the next play, which was a touchdown, too. So that is that was a killer. Oh, of course. I mean, just everything was working against them. You know, like, you know, on this night, though, you know, if there was a night where is the secondary going to be shorthanded? Well, Jalen Hurts is a running quarterback now. They're a run first offense. And if there was ever a time you could maybe try to get away with it, it was tonight. Problem was the Eagles also know the situation that they're in and they took advantage of Washington in the way that they should have. And, well, I mean, you know, listen, good on them, you know, like yeah. it hurts through the ball more than I think I would have anticipated him throwing it. But why wouldn't he? Well, well, why wouldn't he, you know, based well, on the, the personnel that was out there for Washington, especially after Jackson got hurt, Collins got hurt, you know, like once it became so depleted that they're playing a preseason roster in the secondary, of course, the Eagles should take advantage of it. Well, like the one play Reeves, I thought he's going to come down with the pick against Goddard. And reason, listen, I like Jeremy Reason. I like how he plays. I like, I like, I like what he says. I like his mindset, and and I like all that. But he's a smaller guy, and if yeah. you have Cam Curl in that situation, does he pick it up? Or he Bobby, you know, McCain's a little bit more of a ball hawk. I mean, that's that was a big play in the game, and it's I don't blame Jeremy Reeves. It's just that losing certain guys hurts you, and that was you know the the guy that I think that where they were hurt the most by in the secondary was Cam Curl. So that, that was, but the other part was John Allen talking about how the D line got their ass kicked. You could see that you could see that, right. (laughs) He was, he wasn't lying. And it's funny because on the drive where he got his sack, I remember watching him was like, I'm seeing him do something which he hasn't done all year in the fourth quarter or late in the game, which is stand up a lot. And, you know, you, he looked like you just like, he looks really gassed and like, he didn't have a whole lot left. And yeah, you know, well, there, I don't were, know. there were a couple of things there that I want to say about that. Like they were missing people. They typically rotate a lot more people, but they didn't have the people to rotate. So that was number one. So they played more snaps than they normally would. So that was problematic. And, and by the way, just, and, just not to cut you off real quick, but like James Smith Williams was inactive and I thought they would right. come back, but it was because he had a bout with his asthma and that's why he was inactive. And that right. hurt them too. That's right. Tim Settle was off the list, but was inactive. Like, so they did not have the rotation that I think we had hoped they would when all these names were coming off the COVID list. And I think you saw that, you know, Montez Sweat hadn't played in six, seven weeks, was out there, made a very nice play for them, but hadn't been out there, you know? So I don't think that they had the rotation that they would have looked for. That said, there was, if there was one disappointment and Julian D'Angelo and I were talking about it in the booth during the broadcast was it became very evident early that of all those, the, the really, you know, the real threatening thing about the Eagles offense is the zone read stuff with Hertz yep. and his running backs. They're very, very dangerous. Well, it became very evident early that Hertz was not going to keep the ball 
right. on those plays. He was handing off every single time. He was. So, and he was probably because his ankle is probably still messed up. And he ran the ball a couple of times in designed runs later in the second half, but there was not a lot of it. And it became evident that, that he was never really a threat to keep it. And so if there's one criticism I have of the defensive line and the defensive front, it's that that, you know, that weapon seemed to not be in the holster for Philadelphia tonight. And they never really adjusted to it. And they did get beat up front on the line. And so if you want to find one thing that I think is worth literally faulting, it would be that one. And that's really the only thing, because otherwise, I don't know what anybody really could have expected from that roster other than what they gave them tonight. Right. And, you know, it's funny because that zone read stuff, the quarterback read stuff typically gives Landon Collins some issues because he's biting hard on certain fakes. and He's looking at the backfield. And I think on that one, like I think it was a 19 yard pass to Miles Sanders out of the backfield, which is off of a zone, a play action zone read fake. Um, I think he gets caught looking in the backfield again. And that's he's a guy that I worried about. He and, and, and Sweat, like, would you be disciplined enough playing those looks? Um, but you're right. And I think what happened with the, with those looks too is, and this is what, you know, it's funny, Bram, because Robert Griffin III, we saw the zone read in 2012. And then people started to talk about how it was, it was over, it was done. Like that play is never going to be over because if you have a good running quarterback, it, it does so much for your run game. And you saw that with this team that you see guys holding their, you guys see guys, you know, pausing, holding their, you know, stance because you're not sure and it leads to arm tackles. We saw that years ago. We see it now. And it creates gaps for cutbacks. And that's what we saw with the Eagles tonight. And then that makes the D-line have to chase a little bit more, which then tires them out. To me, like in watching their offense getting ready for the game, um, you know, before his ankle injury, outside of Lamar Jackson, I would put out there that he's the second most dangerous running quarterback and especially out of the designed runs that he was really, really dangerous with that zone read stuff, but he wasn't even engaging in it. He was handing it off 99% of the time, or if he wasn't, it was a rollout to throw. It was not for him to run. And so that's the, if I have one complaint about the play tonight, that's the only one that it was clear that like he was not going to be threatening to run the ball very much but they never really adjusted to that. And that's the only complaint I have really about the defense. And just a couple minutes on the offense, because and I'll ask you Garrett Gilbert, but I mean, my God, the guy just got here. But one of the things I want to go back and watch Sadiq Charles at right guard guard is where I've always felt he is best. And guard is where people had told me here, even over the last year, that that is where he was best. And when I would watch him tonight, I actually thought he did a decent job against Fletcher Cox when I saw him now people you know now I have to go back and watch the entire game to see if I'm accurate in that but that was an initial thought based on when I what I could focus on that on some replays or whatever um so I thought they actually held up okay I and mean, they just you know I think the you know Philly is going to play overplay the run which they it was smart to do because you're not going to be worried about that pass game but anyway what did you think of of Garrett Um, I thought about, he did about as much as I thought he probably could having been there two, three days and working with personnel he's unfamiliar with, (laughs) you know, and you know, there he was throwing passes to Ricky Seals Jones, who didn't even practice the whole weekend because he was ill, you know? So I I just don't think I had a high expectation, but he made a couple of plays, you know, the one to Bates, the one to McLaurin, 
Um, and I don't think he put them really in harm's way all that often. And I don't think he made a lot of bad choices while he was out there. And, you know, I think they got out of him what I think they could have expected, really. Yeah. You know, that's it. I, I agree. I mean, this 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 loss, I mean, certainly you would like to have had, if you're watching, you want to have your best quarterback in there. But you can't look at this game and say, oh, if only they had that. Because the way the defense played against that offense, it was very tough. Now, maybe if you're able to sustain something in the pass game a little bit more. Um, but, you know, you're talking about a guy who was like, when we are talking to him after the game, his thing was that, you know, it was hard for him to even put names to faces because yeah. people are walking around wearing masks. I mean, they're not like, think about it. Like if a quarterback came in this situation a couple of years ago, you're going to stay late at the facility and getting to know guys, talk, you know, meeting with coaches, watching film at the facility, talking to the other quarterbacks who are doing that, meeting with guys, on, you know, separately. And you, know, you can meet with McLaurin in the meeting. You can meet with other guys in there and say, hey, and you get to know them. You get to know a little bit more. Now, would, there, would that have made a huge difference tonight for them? I don't know. But the point is, it was even harder given all this. And so I thought, I thought he did the best he could. There were a couple throws where, you know, I thought like there was one throw that was an incompletion to McLaurin that I thought he stared him down, draws the linebacker in. Even the deep one to McLaurin, it was a good throw. But if that's one where like if your timing is better, like if you worked with him more, do you know, you know, do you feel more comfortable putting it out there a little bit more and leading him in the end zone? You know what I mean? Like, is that one that could have, but on the bottom line was it's a 46 yard throw. So um, I just thought like there was some rhythm stuff that maybe was a little bit off, but my God, given when he came here, I thought he did pretty well. I'm not going to nitpick the guy. No, I mean, no, you know, I well. like, what's, I mean, what's I, showed up here. He practiced for two days and he played on an unusual schedule with a bunch of guys he doesn't yeah. know. The fact that they only lost by 10 and were within one possession of the fourth quarter. <laughs> that's he, pretty good. He did as opinion. well as you, yeah. he did yeah. absolutely as well as you could have hoped for. And he kept them. He, he was able to keep, he did his job, which was don't screw it up. Keep us in the game that, you know, that if you're the coaches, that's what you're telling him. And I think that's what he did because then the run game has to help and it did not. And the run defense has yeah. to help and it did not. The strength the of offense, this team, yeah, did not. Yeah, the, the offense tonight was throw the ball to this spot and person you've never met before may catch it or may not. I mean, like that's <laughs> – that was the offense tonight. Yeah, it's so, like hi, – hi, I think you hi, did as good as you could have asked. Hi, Ricky, I'll be your quarterback tonight. You know, that's, that's kind of what that's it right. was. So – yeah, I mean, yeah. so I, I'm with you. I'm not going to nitpick what he did. I think, again, given the circumstances, he did a nice job. And I think though they'll, they'll, they will have one of their quarterbacks back for Sunday, and so we'll be off the Garrett Gilbert train. But I think for one night, I think he did what he the best he could. So yeah, there, there you go, Bram. So, you know, still not out of it, but got a long road ahead of them, and they've got to get healthy or it's going to be a longer road. So see what happens. Thanks, Bram. All right, see ya. That's it for this episode. Thanks to Bram for joining me and thank you as always for listening. I'll be back with another episode Thursday. Talk to you next time.